Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, September 26th. Not gonna lie, folks. As my young son likes to say, no cap. Those games last night stunk out loud. I mean, (laughs) Eagles-Tampa was unwatchable from the first three or four drives. Bengals-Rams was kind of sort of close. Thanks for the push, McVay, on the field goal in the waning moments. But those games were just brutal. Um, We'll talk about that in depth. Um, This Colorado situation warrants a mention at the end of the podcast. We we have to discuss it. I know people are starting to get Deion sanders out, if that's possible. But they have the USC game this week. Everybody's popping off saying stuff. It's Dion against the world. I, we'll talk about it sh- shortly. But first, I need to start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, getting off the schneid, finally getting the dub, 19-16. Joe Burrow did indeed start. Joe Burrow, right, nursing the calf. They weren't sure if he was going to play. They were uh, working things on the practice squad, and Jake Browning could get the start. The line's pinballing all around. Joe Burrow starts. Joe Burrow does not come out, and Joe Burrow throws 49 passes. 49. On a bum calf. Was the risk worth the reward? A, 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 a week three win over a non-divisional opponent? Taking down the Rams? whoop de damn do They didn't look good in the process. Folks, I know Bengals fans are like, we're back, we good. I don't know how you can feel good about this, guys. Joe Burrow's not even close to 100%. He threw the ball 49 times. Are you ready for this? They got to the Rams' red zone once. That's it. That's it. They couldn't move the ball. 4.2 yards per play. I, zero carries of 15 yards. This Rams defense is not very good. We know that. Not a lot of playmakers. Uh, they did shut down Seattle in the second half of the opener. 49ers pretty much did what they wanted. And the Bengals couldn't. The Bengals struggled to move the football. Burrow had two explosive passes that I counted. Jamar Chase had a big game, but it was clear from the jump. Just like in the Eagles game, which we'll talk about Quarterback getting the ball to an unhappy receiver early and often. Got to feed those divas. Keep them happy. But I, I don't know if you're a Bengals fan how you could be thrilled that you scraped by the Rams. You did not look good in the process. The blame game's going around. It's like, listen, Zach Taylor, what's going on, my guy? You know, you look at all the Shanahan disciples around the league. Uh, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, McVay, Mike McDaniel, 
Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. All of the best offenses, I think four of the top eight offenses in the league are from the Shanahan tree. Zach Taylor ain't one of them. And you can say, well, he's got a busted quarterback, Jay. He's not 100%. Okay, fine. Why is he out there? I mean, he's out there competing at what risk? 49 pass attempts for Burrow is insane. It feels like you won the battle, but there's still a long war to go. And is the risk worth the reward? I saw the Bengals, uh, you know, they got a turnover of Stafford and they all ran to the end zone. They had a choreographed dance. Like, okay, the Dolphins had one yesterday. Dolphins are dropping 70 points, guys. They're the best team in the league. Slow your roll, Bengals. Okay, like settle down. I get it. You're excited. But this was not a, a performance that inspired a lot of confidence in the in the Bengals. If, if, if I'm just an impartial observer, I have no money on the Bengals. I did pick them to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, but I didn't bet futures on them. It was just, what's your Super Bowl pick? Bengals. Thought they were ascending. Coach is a big question mark. Defense did come up big. I think they had six or seven sacks on Stafford. But the offense is a tough watch. Rob, it, this was a tough one for me. I did not think the Bengals were good at all. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Uh, a little bit. You know, I, I thought that this was one of those games where, I mean, yes, it was an ugly game to watch, as was the uh, Eagles. Bucks will get to you in a second. And I agree with you. I don't know if this might be one of those situations where Cincinnati won the battle, but they lost the war because Laura Rutledge caught up with Joe Burrow after the game. They asked him how his calf's doing. And he says, we got through it. So it doesn't sound like his calf is doing very well right now. I, 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 you know, you mentioned Tennessee coming in uh, here in week four. They also have a great pass rush, and you're not going to be able to run the ball against them out of the shotgun exclusively as they had to do here on um, Monday night. So long term, it's probably not great for the Bengals. You know, like uh, the fact that they are not letting Joe Burrow rest that calf and they're going to try to play through it. Even if he makes it the rest of the season, you're not going to win what you would expect them to win, like big in the postseason. You might probably even make the playoffs if you can only play Joe Burrow shotgun exclusively. Every pass is within 10 yards because he can't drive the ball down the field because he can't push off that calf. It's just there's a ceiling as to high you can, how high you can go with that kind of quarterbacking. Having said that, I was very impressed with the Cincinnati Bengals last night. Oh, okay. Um, for you to win a game when your quarterback is clearly hobbled, and your coach, for whatever reason, decides to throw the ball, what was that, 49 times, yeah. I think you said. You know, you need everything else to go right for you to get a win. And to their credit, the defense, you mentioned it, six sacks, two interceptions, 10 quarterback hurries. They had, until the final drive, until the final touchdown, actually, to Tutu Atwell, they had held the Rams to 0 for 10 on third down. <laughs> okay. They all, Cincinnati only got inside the red zone one time. To their credit, they cashed in for a touchdown. But their kicker was money, no matter where he was at on the field. Evan Almighty. You know, it, was a, it was a complete team effort. And if you're going to overcome what they had to overcome with their quarterback and to a lesser extent the coaching, you need everything else to go right. And credit to them, everything went right. Yeah, and that's way, one of those yeah. things that you can look back on as a team and feel good about. You mentioned Tennessee. I think, wasn't it the Tennessee playoff game where they sacked him nine times? And I yes, think Tannehill that is had like, and they yeah, still won. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, I think Tannehill had a several turnovers. But um, I feel like that should be a win for the Bengals. We'll see. Not a layup. Uh, the other game, Rob, this was, even, this was a tough watch. Like Last week, Saints-Panthers was like, oof, this is brutal. Um, Tampa Bay looked like what we thought they would this season. The scary thing is... The Eagles did not even play great. Uh, they looked good and sharp right down the field instantly. I texted a buddy 
Um, and I said, well, I, I have Tampa in the contest as a loser after four possessions. You could just see Philly starting to click like the Philly of last year. Explosive play, chunk plays, DeAndre Swift just eating them up. A.J. Brown calling for the ball, getting the ball. And then, of course, they sputter in the red zone, which is why they only win 25-11. to 11. Eagles one for five in the red zone, but they had 472 yards, 27 first down, 6.1 yards per play. That's an offensive machine. And this is Tampa at home with a defense that had looked kind of good against the Bears. I know Kirk Cousins moved the ball up and down the field. That should have been obvious, Jay. I don't know how you missed that. Kirk Cousins moved the ball well, sputtered in the red zone. Eagles moved the ball well, sputtered in the red zone, still won with ease. Baker Mayfield, he is who we thought he were, was, right? Primetime, Baker Mayfield, a couple of turnovers, can't find Mike Evans. Like, you know, it was a great story. Wasn't it Carolina, Rob, a couple years ago with Sam Darnold started 3-0? And everybody's like, Carolina, what a story. And then they end up with like six wins. Tampa's going to be in that vicinity. They're not going to be a threat. They're not going to win a lot of games. They're very limited. And, um, you know, the Eagles are kind of back, Rob. Uh, I'll say this. Like, when the offense is clicking with Swift and Brown and Hurts, they look good. Hurts, something seems off. It's only three games. I know he didn't play in the preseason. But the interceptions were very rudimentary. Uh, one was an arm punt that resulted in like a safety. But it, it, it just, I don't get the sense that he is on the level where he was an MVP candidate slash leader for most of last season. Rob, I don't see him in that same vein early as that same kind of player. Meanwhile, Tua, who some, I think, I don't know if it was CBS, somebody posted Tua's stats for the first three games, and they're almost identical to last year. He's like 3-0 again, 74% or whatever, and eight touchdowns, two picks, almost identical. You look at Jalen Hurts, and it's he's not anywhere near the same level of dominance he was. So I don't know if that's just shaking off rust. I don't know if that's defense is adjusting after a full season of seeing him. I don't know if that's missing Shane Steichen. Whatever it is, Hurts not quite there yet. Not saying he can't get there, Rob, but for me— I don't think they look like the most complete team in the NFL yet. Now, it is a marathon, not a sprint. Long way to go. We got 14 more weeks, okay? Uh, Eagles are probably going to be fine, but I'd say right now the Niners still have an edge in the NFC over Philly. Yeah, I would agree with you. And and to answer your question about Jalen Hurts, I believe it's the Shane Steichen effect. And defensively, to a lesser extent, it's the Jonathan Gannon effect because just watching them through the first three games, where they're winning... And the reason they're winning is because they have the best offensive line in football, period, point blank. So they're running roughshod over everybody. Last night, over 200 yards again. And defensively, they have, in my opinion, the best defensive line in mm-hmm. the NFC. I think in the NFL, it's, it's uh, to me, it's close to them and the Jets. As far as the, just the front four and the way they can come at you, I think that they're kind of neck and neck in, in that regard. But... Everything else right now is a work in progress. And it was something that I thought might happen, you know, in the offseason. I expect them to start off slowly and kind of build as the season gone on. Um, I personally didn't expect them to start this slowly. I thought that they would, you know, still be more effective than they have been. But I'll tell you what, this might be a little bit of a hot take. I'd much rather be in the position of the Philadelphia Eagles right now than like the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Now, even dis- you know, even discounting the loss on Sunday is we saw what I think was like the best version of Dallas in the first two weeks of the season. They were absolutely dominant. I don't know if their defense could play any better. Their offense obviously can. But given 
the Mike McCarthy play calling factor, I don't know if you're ever going to get that high scoring Dallas offense again with Philadelphia. And, and excuse me, going back to, to Dallas is they kind of started to feel themselves a little bit and, and they admitted as much Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons admitted as much on Sunday after the loss. Like, Hey, we may have, you know, kind of got humbled a little bit by what happened to us against Arizona. Philadelphia is not playing well and they're winning, you know, thankfully, but they're aware that they're not playing well. Jason Kelsey has done multiple interviews saying, yeah, this is not good football that we're putting out there right now. Thankfully, we're winning, but it's not good enough. Jalen Hurts has said the same thing. And so when you have a team, even though they're winning, they understand that their goals are much bigger than, you know, winning the NFC East or making the postseason. Their goals are a Super Bowl. So they're not resting on their laurels and, hey, we're getting these W's. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. They know there's a little bit of a sense of urgency in that locker room. That's something that. If, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm feeling good about it. Even though we're not playing well, the fact that they're not just saying, hey, we're not playing well, it'll happen, it'll happen. Like, they know that they have to get things corrected, so you got to be happy about that. I don't, maybe maybe Dallas, the loss will help Dallas, and they'll come out and steamroll the Patriots this weekend. Um, but I don't know. It, it almost feels like Philly needs a loss. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I think I saw this at Jalen Hurts is now, what is it, 20... And one in his last 21 regular season starts. It's, it's pretty damn good, especially when, uh, you know, Russell Wilson is, I think, four and 14 straight up. Somebody had an analogy that um, Russell Wilson, without everything in Seattle, is, um, you know, he's fading pretty quickly. And you just start to wonder if we're going to see that with other quarterbacks where you take them out of their comfort zone, 
Seattle, he had Metcalf, he had Lockett, I mean, Legion of Boom for a couple of years. Like, they were surrounded by a lot of talent, and then you remove that guy, and he's kind of all alone. And you're like, oh, geez, what do we have here? And, you know, the guy was trying to compare it to, like, a, a, a Lamar Jackson um, or, or some of these other quarterbacks who are kind of on their own. Now, Patrick Mahomes is missing a bunch of receivers. I, I, I just wonder, and, and Rob, I, you know, we've touched on this, but, like, <laughs> The, the idea, you know, I know Tua's numbers are insane and, you know, Jalen Hurts is, is on this struggling a little bit. But, like, if I asked you who would you rather have going forward, Jalen Hurts or uh, Tua, and it wasn't Miami Tua. It was like, okay, I'm going to put Jalen Hurts in Miami with uh, Mike McDaniel and I'm going to put Tua in Philly. Well, who would you rather have, Rob? I think the answer is pretty easy, right? Yeah, you'd rather have Jalen Hurts. Well, yeah, exactly. So, like, Tua's in a great spot and... I don't know if it was you yesterday who said this or somebody else I was talking to, but they were like, does Tua consider taking a discount? Hey, I do have an injury history. Yeah, I'm not going to ask for $40 million a year. I want to build a winner. I want to get a Super Bowl. Um, I'll take, you know, I'll take, 30, I'll take less than Daniel Jones. Like, is there any world where Tua does that? Or does McDaniel say, you know, Tua, I love you, but um, I know it's a system in me, and uh, we're going to go another direction. And I'm going to go grab Sam Hartman um, from Notre Dame in, in the fourth round, and he's going to be my new Tua. Like, I, I don't know. The quarterback is such a mysterious position. Like, this Joe Burrow stuff, Rob. I mean, I know you watch this 49. This ain't the same Bengals, dude, from the last couple of years. He's just not. Whether it's the injury, whether it's defense is adjusting to uh, the uh, the offense, um, they just don't look nearly as good or explosive or dangerous. Like it's quarterbacks are fascinating, man. And spoken like a fan of a team that doesn't have one in Zach Wilson. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I don't want to do. I just I hate giving Joe Namath credibility here. But, of course, you know what happens when the Jets are spiraling. we got to get Joe Namath on the horn. Let's see what the drunk grandpa Thanksgiving is going to say. Um, and that's what he is, Rob. Let's be real. He's, he's the 80-year-old uncle um, at the Thanksgiving tenor table who's lifting his leg and farting. And, and then he's just cracking, like, in a wildly inappropriate jokes. That's what—listen, he's 80. We saw him on the sideline. So he trashes Zach Wilson, obviously, which is what a fine, whatever I get. Um, and I'm like, just ignore, ignore and somebody smart texts me and says, well, Jay, you know who listens to Joe Namath, right? Woody Johnson, who's 76 years old and owns the team and remembers Broadway Joe in his prime and remembers the last Jets Super Bowl. He thinks Joe Namath is a legend. And Joe Namath is a legend. He's in the Hall of Fame, right? He won a Super Bowl. But the fact that Namath is hammering the quarterback is not going to go unnoticed by the owner who is then going to go down to the coach and the GM and be like, what's our game plan going forward? This is going to happen. I know people want to say, oh, we'll give Salah a pass. You know, he lost his quarterback. That's just not how it works. You still got merch to move, tickets to sell, a national TV audience is to not embarrass yourself in front of. Rob, I'm just saying right now, if the Jets go out Sunday night football and get just destroyed by the Chiefs, well, let's pick a number, 45-13. You're telling me they're not going to be desperate to make a move? And listen, I I love the Jets' defense, but the Kansas City Chiefs, when they turn it on, like, good luck. Um, they, they, all these people want to say, oh, no, it's it's okay. You just pump the season. Like, that's not how professional organizations work. It's just not. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you what, if uh, Joe Namath talking bad about Zach Wilson ultimately leads to Zach Wilson getting benched, then you should send him a thank you card. You should take <laughs> well, back every mean thing you just said about him on the is. podcast. Look. I don't know. I mean, maybe anybody. Joe can. Namath is a lot of things. And and everything you said about the drunk grandpa, I could definitely kind of see that if you're just looking at Joe Namath from afar. But when Robert Sala comes out on Monday and talking about Zach Wilson, he says, quote, he's our unquestioned quarterback. As long as he continues to show the way his preparation, the way he's been practicing and even in these games, he's not the reason why we're losing. It's always a team effort. As long as he yeah. continues to show improvement, he's going to be our quarterback. Look, everybody with two eyes and even some people with one, shout out to the Cyclops community, they can tell that Zach Wilson is not an NFL quarterback. Joe Namath is 80 and, to your point, allegedly drunk and senile. But even he knows Zach Wilson's not the answer. So if it takes him going on uh, the radio in New York and getting in the ear of the owner to make a change, then so be it. Because Robert Sala, for whatever reason, his blind allegiance to the guy that he benched three different times last season doesn't make any sense. And the longer you drag this out, the more mutiny you're going to have in that locker room. So they... Whatever it takes, by any means necessary. It's not right. Um, it's not apples to apples, but um, so you know the soccer team we own in Mexico. I talk about them a lot, uh, and we started off we were excited for the season. Started off horribly. We were in last place, only team in Liga MX not to have a win, and ultimately we fired the coach. Remember, I talked about going to Charlotte, and then we had drinks, and the coach came to the after up afterward, and a little awkward. Uh, he ended up getting firing fired not much longer after that. And Rob, it's like, he just, you know, these guys pay lip service. I'm going to come in. You want to play the young guys? I'm going to play the young guys. Coach gets a look at the young guys, says, oh, I don't know if I can win with these guys. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to play the old guys, the vets. And we ended up having to move on from the vets, like three starters, sayonara, just get out of here. We're going to play the young guys. Since we started playing the young guys, we're on fire. And we just scored five goals Sunday night. Probably the greatest offensive performance since I've been in the ownership group. And now there's all this excitement. We got the youngest team in the league, Rob. We're doing things the way we want. And all of a sudden, like, the sky's the limit. And, like, sometimes you kind of need to bottom out. The problem is, with Zach Wilson, we have bottomed out. Like, we saw it last year. There's no more time to waste. Move on. Cut bait. Like, I, people want to keep saying, Jason, stop with the Kirk Cousins. Well, what's the game plan? Tell me the plan. Don't say Carson Wentz. That's not a plan of attack. He ain't doing jack. Don't say Matt Ryan. I mean, Rob, have you heard of any credible answers? And I don't want to hear trade for Andy Dalton. Guys are hitting me on Twitter with that. That's not reality. The Panthers are not moving on from Dalton. They're not. Who are some of the other backups people are talking about? Um, Because you guys send me this not junk all the time. Oh, forget Kirk Cousins. What about this? Like, no. If you have a backup, you're not trading him. You need to protect your uh, veteran. Gardner Minshew. It's not happening. He just went on the road and beat the Ravens. He wasn't great. Anthony Richardson's the guy, but you need a competent backup. Jets came into the season thinking Zach Wilson was competent. He ain't. Like, I, I don't know what the move is, guys. Other than Kirk Cousins, I have not heard one thing that makes sense. And if it's Zach Wilson, he's going to get fired. All right, uh, Salah's going to get canned, and Douglas is going to get gone, too. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code STRAIGHTFIRE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21-plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. We'll wrap up quickly with Deion Sanders. I don't know that I noticed it as much. Rob does host a radio show, which, Rob, I got to give you props. You haven't plugged the odd couple in a while. Nice job there. Early on in the podcast, <laughs> people forget he would mention the odd couple and the hours or whatever they are. And uh, it was funny. It was like a running bit. Um, now people just go after you for other reasons, Rob. Um, yes. yes. But I, I'll say this uh, there is some narrative building that Deion Sanders did so much talking in the offseason and in the first three weeks that college football at large is out to get him. And they're not colluding, but they're rooting for his demise. And like, Rob, I don't don't know why this is like a newsflash to people. Like, you could have seen this coming four months ago, you know? You got guys like Kyle Winningham and and, um, 
I could say it. Uh, Chris Peterson was on the set of The Herd last week. When these guys come in, you know, Chris Peterson, the Boise State, Washington coach, when these guys come in, I'm just peppering them with questions. And I'm like, and I straight up said to him, how many is Whittingham going to put on Deion Sanders? And he kind of laughed. And I, I just, that's not, it, it, he's not saying that he agreed with me, but just the look on his face and the laughter, I knew that there is kind of, not a code, if you will, but like when Sean Payton went after Hackett, kind of randomly, it was to protect his guys and pump up his guys. It's not, it's not my guys, it was that other clown. Well, the fraternity, the code is, you don't, you don't go after guys like that. That's not cool. You're not part of the club. And Deion Sanders came in, and he's doing things differently, which I applaud. I totally love that. He's a disruptor in college football. Great. Um, and then some of the other tactics about we not coming, we here. And, and, and a lot of the stuff rubbed people the wrong way. Now, the people that he rubbed the wrong way, you're, yes, old school dudes, probably most of them white guys. Although, I don't know, is Jay Norvell the Colorado State coach? I don't even know if he's white or black. He's you, black. Rob? He's okay. So yeah, Jay Norvell seemed to get upset and he fired back with the shades and the hats and like Dion's just different. I don't have a major problem with it. I can see how it would get under the skin of an Oregon. Whoa, we've been here. What? When did they go to the title game with Mariota? Like 15 years ago? We've been on the national stage. We've never got this much buzz and hype. These guys, Johnny come lately coming in, you beat TCU, Nebraska and Colorado State and you're thumping your chest. I'll show you guys what's up. I'll show the recruits who want to go to Colorado what's up. And he did. They dropped a, open a can of whoop-asses, 42-6. to six. Like, I don't have a problem with that, Rob. But then the narrative builds, oh, it's all these white guys don't like the attitude of Deion Sanders. Now, again, I think that's more of a people are saying thing where it's like, I'm getting this vibe on Twitter. Let me toss this people are saying nonsense at the coaches. I don't know. Do you really think that, Rob, that there are people out there who are like rooting for Dion to fail? Now, I don't mean people like Joe Sixpack who's listening in Topeka, Kansas. Like, obviously, there are people out there rooting for me to fail, for you to fail. Like, that's reality. Of course, there's people rooting against Dion. But I'm just talking people that matter, people that are credible, that have a bright mind, that are thinking. Like, do you think that kind of person is really rooting for Dion to go down? Absolutely. And, and you mentioned it, you know, in passing. Most of it has to do with people in the college football community. They hated the way he overturned the roster in the offseason. And not just that he overturned it, but he was so brazen about it. Like, he showed up on his first day and says, most of you guys better jump in the portal because I'm bringing my luggage with me and it's all Louie. Like, it, when you are still trying to hold on, even though we all know this is not true, but when, we all, when you, you're trying to hold on to this idea that we are – you know, leaders of men, and um, this is a uh, what was a student athlete. Like, no, the way Dion came in was like a professional football team. Like, he's like, I'm going to come in, I'm going to trade away all you players, and if this is open free agency, I'm going to bring all the best guys in. I have no loyalty to you or your program whatsoever. This is what I mean, this is about. You know, building Dion Sanders presents Colorado. Buffalo. Okay, hold on, Rob. Let me interrupt so, there. So hold on. So sure. that's interesting. You say that. So let's say. Um, I don't know if Scott and the big bosses uh, are, are all listening or whatever, but let's say new big guys came in at Fox Sports Radio. You know what? They're going to look at some of those hosts and say, uh, I don't know, guys. We'll see who's here. I don't know who's going to be here in two months. 
And guess what? New regime takes over. They like, there are certain guys around the country. They're bringing them in and putting them on the radio in LA. And the same thing happens at FS1. Yes, I love it. I'm on the herd. It's great. We're having fun. I don't know. New bosses take over. They might decide we're going to change things up. And like, that's kind of how the world works, doesn't it? So like Dion doing it, did it anger you? I don't think so. But you're saying it upset like the apple cart, the traditional way uh, of how college football is done, right? Right, because these guys are holding on to this idea that, you know, college is not professional sports. They, they, they still want to make you believe that this is still a amateurism situation, and, and even though it's not. So that's why I believe that there are definitely people, reputable people, who want to see him kind of crash and burn because everything he's doing flies in the face of what they've always done, you know, going back decades and decades and decades. Um, separately, the, the one thing I did have an issue with about this whole Dion Colorado situation is you brought it up. They've been talking all off season and after the first three games, I mean, it reached the boiling point, at least for me, when after they upset TCU, Ed Werder, who's one of the best, most respected journalists in sports history is trying to ask a question. And Dion gets like, well, do you believe now, Ed? Do you believe now? Do you believe now? I didn't even let him get his question off because he was not being a cheerleader for Colorado in the off season. And then they get their doors blown off. And when you do that much chirping in the off season and in the first few weeks of the season, Deion Sanders doing more interviews than LeVar Ball, um, you know, there's going to be a segment of people who are going to take delight in seeing you, you know, crash and burn a little bit. So all the talk that you were giving out in the off season after the first three weeks is going to come back at you tenfold. And credit to Dion, he owned it. In the press conference, he's like, look, they're going to ask a lot of tough questions. He even told the SID, I got nowhere to go. Let them ask all the questions that they want. I got to kind of take my medicine in this one. The thing that bothered me, though, was at least from what I saw on all of the networks, on FS1, on CBS, on, EB, on ESPN, NBC, every former athlete that was asked about Dion in that situation thought it was unfair, the treatment he was getting that people were, were taking too much joy in what happened to them and that it was a personal kind of a thing. I, well, I don't know about you, but did, if, if you're able, if you're going to dish it out, you got to be able to yeah. take it. Did a Dion and say I thought it was that personal? people, yeah, but yeah. I, 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 well, that was about the Colorado state situation, but right. that people taking enjoyment out of them getting smacked the way they did suddenly had like racial undertones mm. and it was, it's, it said more about what was going on. It's like, no, at, at some point it's just, Hey, I'd like to see the guy who was talking shit, you get know, served. get shit yeah. back on him. Yeah. Like that, that's all it is. I, don't you and, love and to it, see Nick Saban's Alabama tie get their butts kicked sometimes? Absolutely. Of course. You don't I, I love to see took, coach K get smacked. What about when Jim Harbaugh was going down? Everybody was kicking him when he was down. Like people love that. Oh, Jim Harbaugh, he can't, he's not a good coach. He's going to get fired, run off by Michigan. People were taking glee. Like I, I would, I, I think I got to agree with you here, Rob. Yeah, so I just didn't like that because, you know, it felt like one of those things, as much as these college coaches were, hey, part of the coach's fraternity, we don't like the way he's doing things, that to me felt like the player's fraternity where it's like, we don't like that you're coming down on our guy. Yeah. So that that was one thing I didn't like about the whole situation. I, I think I think I recall seeing, and I didn't jump in because she now does stuff for Fox, but I think Josina Anderson, I don't know, do you follow her? I saw it in my mm -hmm. timeline. But yep. it was something like she responded to that Dan Lanning video um, about something about clicks. Remember where he said they're doing it for yeah. clicks, we're doing it for with. And she responded with something and I read it. I was like, 
What? 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 It was. What you, oh, would you make the same speech if Travis Hunter was playing or something? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Oh, that. That's it. Yes, that was yeah. it. And I was like, this is not serious. Come on. You think Travis Hunter is going to help a forty-two-six yeah. beat down? Like, get a clue. But I'm not going to say that. Um, because then you then you get in a back and forth, and you're being insensitive to someone online. I don't need that crap. Right. But it, it, you're right. There is a weird narrative building. Let's see what happens with USC. USC did not look particularly sharp against ASU. Um, it was closer than the spread indicated, but USC might have been looking ahead. Um, this game's at Colorado. Travis Hunter, I don't know if you saw the video, he's begging Dion to play, and Dion's like, you're not playing, dude. You got bigger fish to fry, uh, which is smart, and I respect that. Um, I can see USA, uh, USC keeping this close with self-inflicted wounds defensively, and you know they, they just they have a habit. They're not, I don't think they're as disciplined as Oregon can be offensively. Um, and Oregon defensively at home was very good. So I, I, I think I can see Colorado hanging around, but I think USC wins by at least double digits, right? Would you agree? Yeah, I think I saw um, as of what Sunday afternoon, the spread was 27. What? Which I thought was ridiculous. No, yeah, I, I, I could be wrong, defense, but I'm almost... Exactly. USC's defense is not good at all. 27? Like Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley historically, going back to Oklahoma, doesn't coach good defense. The yeah, defense is always road, bad. It's at Colorado, right? It's in yeah. Boulder, yes. So yeah, no, um, no, no. You can't make uh, them 27-point home dogs. I, Come on. I think USC is going to win. Um, it's definitely not going to be 42-6, to six, and, I, and I have Colorado uh, covering the spread because yeah. the, their defense in USC is terrible. I will say, uh, Dion is the last interview that I did while ago eight years who hung up on me after like four questions um <laughs> did not like the direction of the questions uh i don't even remember what they were but all i remember is he hung up after like four uh it was like uh four questions he's like where are you going with this and then just click i was like all right fine well i wasn't i wasn't being combative i was just being jason aggressive you know uh all right that's a lengthy tuesday pod we'll be back tomorrow um hopefully we could turn it around in the contest two and three this week very disappointing for your boys seven and eight start one of my worst starts ever um i gotta put in more harder work to clean up in week four we'll talk to you tomorrow all state wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.